Coach, we talk about rivalry games. We talk about the energy in the stadium, the buildup of Westlake and Lake Travis. And we talked last week about how that narrative, that story had changed. And I think we saw that because of the lack of panic in a 10-7 game. Now, somebody asked me, when was the last time Westlake was down at the half at home? I said, it's been a minute. For all intents and purposes, this is nothing new in big games for Westlake. The lack, or at least the appearance, of a lack of panic on the sidelines in, in a tight game in the first half. That's something that's been earned, you know, through years uh, of doing this, of, of being in those situations where adversity hits, and what do you, how are you going to respond to it? Uh, we had adversity, obviously, early in that game. Some of it was self-inflicted. Some of it was kind of the flow of the game and the the outcome of some, you know, some some calls. Credit to them that they did some things obviously well in the first quarter that allowed them to obviously take the lead. And that's who we are. Is we don't point fingers. We're not front runners. We're not cool, calm, and collected only when things are good. We are all the time. We have pride in our program and. I'd much rather now know about our response to adversity than, you know, in week 14 or 15 when, you know, if we don't respond well, it's too late because you don't get a second chance. And and had we not responded well on Friday night, then uh, obviously we'd have been back to work and trying to fix it. But obviously our kids responded. But what they also took from that was obviously those are some things that we can clean up to hopefully not put ourselves in that situation. Well, I think also it's a, an element of control. You know, you can only control what you can control and what an opponent is doing, how an opponent is handling their business, how an official has chosen to call a game. And I think because you're so used to it at this point, I think it's an easy message to sell. And at halftime, what was the message at halftime to say, hey, look, this is nothing we haven't done before. The message was this past December we were down 13 to 14 at halftime against Denton Geyer. We didn't play up to our standards in the first half, and we really did a lot of things kind of poorly, actually, and it was very similar to the first half of that game. I wouldn't say we were just overly sloppy. We just didn't execute. Obviously, our opponent had something to do with it, just like they did in the state championship game. Uh, but we also we looked at each other and realized they, they played about as good a first half as they could have, and the outcome was probably about as good as they could have asked. And we look at it, and we're down three points. It's not the end of the world. We get the ball to start the third quarter. Let's just go take this ball, go right down the field, and obviously and get back in this football game and take the lead. Obviously, it didn't work out that way with the turnover quick, but you never know where it's going to come from. The response was from the defense, getting a big three and out right there to keep us in the football game, a one-score game. And I think that was really the turning point for us. Once defense got that three and out to start the third quarter after a quick turnover, I think our kids realized that they had each other's back, each other's back. and as we talked about it, complimentary football. When the offense, you know, slow, defense has your back. When the defense gets scored on, offense go down and respond. And obviously the common denominator needs to be our special teams throughout either phase that we're on the field with. Looking back at the goal board, and that's something that I've told all of the Shaft of the Weeks the same thing. The goal board has changed the way I watch football. And as that happened, I went, okay, turnover on the first possession, that goal. In my mind, it's already there. It's imprinted. And I'm sure mm-hmm. it's imprinted in fans and some of the parents as well who hear about that goal board all the time. Missed the goal on score on the first possession, but got the goal of three and out on their first possession. Then the tail of the game starts to unwind. Is it because that goal board is so imprinted on these kids? As you checked in with your players, checked in with your coaches? There it is. There's the goal. Let's move on. Absolutely. Every week, it's our, it's our roadmap to success, and, and um, that's our action plan. That's, that's the way to get to the result we want. We talk about it all week long. We talk about it in the flow of the game. You talk about it. We, we show it when our whole football team moves down to the 30-yard line on a kickoff return. We're trying to get the ball outside the 30. We show it when our whole football team walks down inside the 25-yard line. We're trying to hold the opponent inside the 25-yard line on a kickoff. That's ingrained in our football program to understand the importance of all the different goals within our program 
offense, defense, special teams. You know, uh, you know, the big one. I think number one going for us was stopping the run, and and then obviously you know limiting big plays and to hold that football team to one big play in the night. You know, and it was really late in the fourth quarter. I mean, that was the a 34-yard pass. That was the only big play of the night. Through the years playing Lake Travis, obviously they thrive themselves on being you know an explosive offense. The defense rose the challenge there, and then obviously our offense. We wanted to make sure that uh, we took care of the football, which. We didn't. We had two turnovers, which is too many for us. But the thing that uh, we did do was we won the physical game. Number one objective, I said at all position groups across the board, we line up and we match up. We should be more physical than them. Our receivers should be more physical because they're secondary. Our running backs should be more physical than their linebackers. Our O-line more physical than their D-line. And and I think all those things came to fruition as the game unfolded. That you started to see our kids start to lean on them in the second half. large part of that goes into, obviously, our offensive line continuing to work uh, throughout the game and and 33 just just had batteries that uh, weren't going to run dead on Friday night he was going to run and run and run and we, we made sure that uh, we gave him the ball enough times to keep doing what he does you talk about complimentary football and when you think about it you know it's one thing to say it in a pregame interview and you know some people just kind of dial that back to coach speak actually it's it couldn't be more accurate when you say look in a tight game against a very worthy opponent against an opponent who's playing in this game the best that they've played in quite some time the the stars are aligning for us to be in this very similar to a, a, a brawl, you know, kind of a bar fight as we as we've talked about in these big games. And for a minute, it was, and then punches start landing, and then two yard gains, three yard gains mm-hmm. become six yard gains, and then nine yard gains, and then forty one for a score. You know, I don't think anybody has a problem with with that narrative, coach. When you say, look, it's not about that we're winning early. Are we playing championship complimentary football from start to finish? and looking at a game like a marathon and not a sprint. Because I think we get spoiled around here with how many points get go up on the board in the first half. And, and I think we were reminded of championship football and what it actually look like, looked like on Friday night. Sure. I mean, and the thing I re- remind myself of and our staff and even our players is going into that game, we really only had about two full games and maybe a quarter, under a quarter's worth of reps for all the new faces on our football team. So we're not going to be as good as the football team that was last year or the one before that or the one before that or the one before that after two and a half games or two games in a quarter. We're just slowly building and trying to find our way, obviously, till we get the second half of this district slate. And then, uh, like I told our kids, we're just going to run as fast as we can and we're going to overstride and we're going to try to get in a big, big time rhythm as we hit these playoffs and then hopefully be playing our best football, obviously. And rounds one through uh, six. I don't think the air gets let out of the balloon moving into a game off this one. Lake Travis, earliest it's been in the schedule since we started playing it as a district game. Getting it out of the way and then going right into a next game, does that help or hurt your narrative moving forward? Or is it just another part of the story? There's always challenges, obviously, early on in the story. That may come from an out-of-district opponent, maybe come from an in-district opponent. But obviously, I think they're a little bit easier to plan for early in the year because of uh, the amount of offense and defense you have in early as opposed to later on in the year. That's always tougher when you have 10 games of film to break down the playoffs. You know, to get 14 games as you get down towards, you know, semifinal game action, It's there's a lot of stuff you have to chase and to kind of decipher and figure out what it is that you're going to have to practice against how it is they're going to try to attack you on defense how it is they're going to try to attack you on offense and when you have all that data it's a lot to decipher through as you get early on the season i think it's a little bit 
easier to go on against an opponent because you're not going to create a whole new offense or a whole new defense going into a big game like that. You're just going to try to do what you've been doing, do it better, do it more with more physical uh, physicality than the other team. I don't mind playing them early at all. I wouldn't be surprised if that team's still playing, you know, a, a possibility of playing those guys again. Some of the things that you learn about it, about your club, especially from a leadership standpoint, one of those games tells you, you see the performance in the game and then you see how they come to work Saturday, they come to work Monday, Tuesday. One guy really stands out, White Dollar, sitting for a couple of games, nursing an injury, being a captain and trying to work his way back in and then making just arguably one of the better plays you've ever seen a defensive lineman make in high school football where he just took the ball away at the bottom of a pile. And to me, you look at those minor performances and guys like Colton Vosick, you know, you expect to have your all-state guys play at an all-state level, but when they do it in that type of scenario, I think that message transcends not just a big play in a big game, but how they come to work on Monday. Did you learn anything about your senior leadership on Monday morning when they showed up? Absolutely. This week, and I stand behind it 100%, that the last three days have been our best three practices of the year. They'd kind of been on edge in preparation for the last two weeks, getting ready for that football game we played. And then obviously it's not 100 degrees outside of practice on Monday afternoon. So I think a combination of those two things, I say congratulations, you guys. You guys made it through the Texas summer. That was one for the record books right there. That was a hot, long summer. So I think our kids uh, had some relief just that. Coming out this morning, yesterday morning, you know, being 58, 60 degrees out there, they're flying around. It's, it's, it's not as difficult when it's football season. You start to get a chill in the air, the frost on the pumpkin, as they say. Our kids had three great workouts, and, and there's no letdown. You know, I saw them enjoying the game of football this week a little bit again. It had been really, really, really focused in and business-like the last couple of weeks, knowing what we had to get done in our preparation. And we had that same preparation this week, but like I said, the chill in the year really brought out uh, these boys, uh, you know, smiles and attitudes, and it's been fun practice this week. Final thought, Coach, and I know that we concentrate on Del Valley, and obviously they are still in their process of rebuilding their program with all the growth and obviously all the athletes that we've seen there. Bobby Acosta, again, yes, an impressive win over Aikens. You, you look at their other four games and you say, okay, this is an opportunity for our football team collectively to potentially get better. And I know that that, in addition to the great workout, is also on everybody's mind because, once again, it's that situation with Aikens on a Thursday, Del Valley on a Friday, coming off a big game, the whole roster is, is you kind of see that collectively that the whole roster is starting to get fired up to get back out on the field. Del Valley's going to pose a challenge. Obviously, they're, they're talented physically. Uh, they're going to line up. They're going to have about five guys on offense that are going to look as good as any of the five starters that you see in this district. They're going to have speed. They're going to have size. Our reason for success against Del Valley in years past have been, obviously, we matched their physicality. Uh, we can't always master speed, but we can try to out-execute them. And that's what we got to continue to do is just limit our mistakes, don't help them with turnovers, which we got to fix from last week, play between the whistles and with great technique so we limit those penalties. We just need to continue to play with the passion and emotion that we play with every Friday night and, and see if our opponent can match it or not. And if they can't, then... We'll go ahead and try to finish them off, you know, try to get another win. But if they do, then great. That's adversity that's going to face Terrace right back in the face again. And I got the ultimate confidence this football team is going to react the right way. If they come out and, and play the heck of a first quarter like they're capable of doing, nobody's going to freak out. Nobody's going to panic. We're just going to go on to the next phase. Whoever's going out next is going to try to do a better job. Whatever phase comes after that, we're going to try to st- stick to our goal board, stick to our plan, and hopefully all the chips start to fall in the right place as we get to the second half. In all of this, Coach, in our five conversations now, it is 
very clear to me that there is a a standard a line of wi- of where we play. What we're starting to see in this streak of 44 games is when Westlake plays the way that they are supposed to or capable of, the outcome has been this. I think there's so much evidence to say when it falls, it doesn't mean you're not playing good football. It doesn't even maybe even mean you're not playing great football. You're just not playing what we're capable of playing. 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, when it's tangible like that, like it was on Friday, it allows them to kind of go, oh, it's not just, oh, we're going to get beat. It's, we can do better. As a human being looking at that, as opposed to what I think most of us grew up in as a, as a generation of, hey, you better do this or, or else, mm-hmm. instead of it's more a self-evaluation of, man, I know I can play better, and if I can play better, we can end this game. And then it happens. That's right. But there's a powerful thing there to know that as a 16, 17, and 18-year-old kid. And that's where Westlake football is. You know, six years ago, we beat Lake Travis. Everybody would be doing cartwheels and jumping jacks, and we'd have a damn parade outside saying we beat Lake Travis, and it was just a regular district ball game. Nowadays, it's just a regular district ball game. It's the next district ball game. It was the last district ball game. That's not as, you know, I don't know, sexy or fun or whatever it may be is the old way, but the kids, they know they're 4-0. They know they're sitting at top of 26-6 state innings, and they know that our plan to win a district championship is still in place, and we still have opportunities to grow our football team and get ready, obviously, like I said, for the back half of this district slate where there's plenty of good, capable uh, football teams out there have given us adversity, and if we don't show up, if we don't prepare, they're capable of beating us on any given Friday night, and so our kids, uh, you know, they have their our full attention towards uh, this season. They had their full attention towards Dell Valley Cardinals this week. We hadn't even talked about another team in our district. It's only been about Dell Valley. Uh, we get to go play at a beautiful little stadium over there on a, on a hopefully a little chilly Friday night. So everything's lining up exactly for these kids, for the opportunity for them to go out there and show the community and show their parents what they've been working on this week. I'm excited about uh, seeing them go back out there and play. Air has not been let out of the balloon. You know, if anything, the air the balloon got aired up more. And now this balloon's starting to lift up off the ground a little bit. And we're starting to have a damn hot air balloon flying over top of Westlake, you know, the Westlake Hills and looking down at everybody else and saying, come get us. And, and that's where we're moving towards. We're not there yet by any means, but... I can promise you the coaches and the kids in this field house, that's how they feel. And that's how they act. You know, I'm going to give our kids the benefit of the doubt every single day until they show me otherwise that we're going to go out there and, and prepare the way we should. And hopefully from that, obviously, we get the results we want. Coaches, always thanks for the time and good luck. You got it, Joe. Thank you.